welcome to episode 11 of the Saddlecast with myself, Glenn Price, and once again, Ollie Warner. How are you, Ollie? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I had a good week. I suppose we're both uh, sitting here again, basking in the glory of Shrewsbury Town still being unbeaten, although, you know, we might have expected something more. Well, a lot of fans were expecting a bit more at Plymouth this week, weren't they? But it um, yeah. wasn't to be. But yeah, 13 games unbeaten. I mean, you know, just start there, I suppose. It's fantastic, that, isn't it? Yeah, it is fantastic. And, you know, a one-all away draw against Plymouth, which is a bit disappointing in the sense that they are bottom. Um, and they've only had one um, victory all season. However, point on the road, um, and we haven't got, we haven't lost our um, you know we haven't lost our um, unbeaten run against the bottom of the league because that would have been a bit embarrassing. Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? A bit. And I suppose in the context of, of two games drawn in a row, right? We went one for two, but both away games, and we're going into a little home run now. You know, there's lots lots yeah. to still be positive about. I'm, I'm you know I, I think we'll get it get into it when we talk about the game a bit more. But um, I'm not overly concerned at the moment. <laughs> I don't don't know about anyone else, but. Um, yeah, there we go. So uh, I suppose, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to try and go straight into this one, I suppose, because it's only one yep. game to cover this week. So we'll, we'll go straight into the Plymouth Jewish game. Tandy's ball in there. Dangerous and set pieces. And that's crept in as well. Looks like Drummond got the final touch to it. And Shrewsbury Town are ahead within three minutes. So it was Plymouth 1, Shrewsbury Town 1. Um, both goals were scored in the second half. Um, quite an impressive attendance um, from Plymouth. Um, it was um, 8,280 fans um, mm. with a, of a very strong 452 from Shrewsbury, which is great because that's a long way to go. Yeah, it was a nice sunny day, wasn't it? I think down on the south yeah. coast. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Plymouth. I mean, do they always get 8,000 odd fans every week? Yeah, they're, they, they're a well supported team. Yeah. So yeah, they do well. They've obviously got quite, quite a big catchment area. <laughs> yeah, true enough. There's no one else down there, really. Exeter, no. and, Exeter and Torquay, the sort of three teams down there, isn't it? But yeah, we killed to get 8,200 every week, wouldn't we, to be fair? Yeah, so, we were. Yeah, credit, credit to them. I'm, I think I went to the very first game ever at that ground, you know, um, when they moved back, whatever it was, six or seven well, years yeah, ago. Yeah, they shifted it round, didn't they? Because they've, yeah. they've built, improved some of the, um, they've improved some of the, the stands and they still got that one weird stand but yes. yeah the average attendance went down it was quite strong um, in the early um, 2000s mm. um, in, and then yeah then it kind of went back down again and then it's come back up again so last year was pretty solid so yeah fair play well I think uh, credit as well was deserved for Shrewsbury Town fans you just said then take 450 yeah. down to Plymouth um, in the middle of obviously we're in a fantastic run but god awful drive down there you know I, I saw Lewis Cox saying it was going to take him like five hours and he went down on the Friday night beforehand so obviously he was in the Friday traffic but um yeah, no, no real journey down there, and it would have been an absolute sickness to come, come back having lost. So, uh, you know, I was glad for everybody uh, that went there that uh, we, we didn't they didn't lose in the end, and we got the draw because that would have been a terrible drive home. But um, yeah, yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? I suppose we start with the team selection. Obviously, a few changes from the the Warsaw game, which uh, in my birthday drunken haze, I can just about remember who played Ollie. But um, yeah, we obviously had Henderson in goal um, and Bolton at right back, Nasala and Sadler continued at centre back, and Brown stayed left back. Godfrey sitting in the deeper role, and then Wally was back on the right hand side. Um, Ganua played the left hand side as, as Robin missed out this week, um, and then Nolan and Agogo made up the, uh, the re- remainder of the, the awesome three in central midfield, and Payne back up front. So yeah, Dodds had dropped out as well from from Warsaw. That's the other thing to note. So yeah, kind of kind of back to the team we're expecting. Except it was the I guess it was the first start in the league for Ganua, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was good for him to have the opportunity. I think he's impressed mm. when he's come on, and you'd assume that they started. So he's obviously doing well. I imagine in um, in training. Yes. Um, yeah, and I think also um, Paul Henderson mentioned that he wanted him because he thought this was a good game for him. Not that they were bottom of the league, but in terms of you know how they how they play. Yeah. So no, and I guess Rodman's played a lot of minutes. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see who starts on Tuesday night Bristol Rovers. Um, we'll see another game coming thick and fast. So yeah, um, yeah, interesting team selection, and, and not surprises that Henderson came straight back in. 
No, not at all, to be honest with you. As I say, he's, he's so highly rated by us and, and, and by his parent clubs. And there was a lot of stuff in the press this week, wasn't there? Did you see that, Ollie, about, um, you know, he's out of contract at Man United and it was talking about how Arsenal, West Brom, Leicester, Man, you know, lots of other premiership teams, as well as probably us, if we ever had a sniff of it, I can't see it happening, would be interested no. in signing him this summer. But So he's obviously got a, a, a lot to probably be mulling over this week if he's seen all that in the paper. But strikes me he's quite a sensible lad and probably didn't let it affect him. And uh, yeah, only conceded the one in this game and seemed to have a reasonable game from, from everything I, I sort of saw and read. So yeah, don't think it got to him really, did it? No, yeah, I saw... Um... Paul Hurst was saying that, that you know the rumours around his future won't impact on him, yeah. um, and I guess in some ways you know being alone at Shrewsbury is a great opportunity for him to advertise himself on a weekly basis. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good for us taking that chance with both hands, isn't he? And, and just going yeah. back to that team selection, you're completely right about the games th- coming thick and fast, and that's probably for me the reason why you rotate Rodman out. Um, because you know we've got another three games in a week, and we can't just keep killing Robman and Wally every week, can we? No. Obviously, Wally's just had a rest at Doncaster and then a half a rest at Walsall, so he's now sort of coming back into it and, and starting. So sensible from sensible from Hurst, and as I say, it's kind of worked because we didn't lose. So um, yeah, should we should we go into what happened in the game really? Then yep. you, you know what what sort of where, where did it start for you? Obviously the first whistle, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Plymouth matched us up. Yeah. Um, so again, that's a, another um, another one for Hurst in terms of you know. Um, teams giving us a lot of credit mm. so the match just up um, in a 4-1 4-1 formation um, and the town started okay you know we looked fairly confident in the first 20 minutes um, but the frustrating thing is um, we didn't create clear cut chances mm. um, and that was a bit of a highlight um, for during the whole game that um, yeah, we weren't great weren't perfect in the final third which has been kind of coming hasn't it in the last few games we seem to be coming less and less um, effective going forward and interestingly we had a tweet from Martin um, Wall who asked that question you know do you think that you know we're getting is this a concern that we're on you know we're not as prolific going forward mm. in the last few weeks I don't know what do you think about that do you think we're do you feel like we're becoming less effective going forward I, I guess it's tricky isn't it I, I, to me I wouldn't really say that that's the case because the games we all won in that fantastic run where we, we you know only drew one in the first eight or nine, whatever it was, you've got to remember we didn't win any of those games by more than one goal, did we? And that was a sort of recurring theme we talk about week in, week out. So, you know, we were only scoring, we think we got three in the one game, but most of the time one or, or two, one was sort of a, a victory score that we were getting. And so we were never banging lots of goals in. And Payne's only got six still, you know, considering yeah. that's, that's pretty good, I suppose. But, um, you know, some of, the, some of the strikers have got eight and nine now in this league. So I, I, I don't know whether the cutting edges come off or just whether, you know, we were right in that margin that was very close during those games and we were playing yeah. well but when we do concede a goal like we did at Plymouth and, and we've got one back later on you know we, we, we haven't you know if it would have been if they hadn't scored we'd have won 1-0 and it would have been another continuation of that theme at the start of the season so I, I don't know we need a few more games to judge whether the, the total cutting edge come up, has come off um, yeah. but obviously Hurst's concerned with, with tiredness because he's been rotating a bit more so maybe there was an expectation that we wouldn't quite be as fluid as we were at the start of the season because it's it's slightly changed around a bit but um, yeah. yeah I haven't really got too much of a view on that yet Ollie no I think I think the, first, the next two home games will be a good test of that yes um, so yeah back to Plymouth game and then after yeah after 20 minutes or so Plymouth started to come into the game mm. and Henderson was called on to make a few saves um, making quite a few saves from, um, from Carey who ended up um, scoring for them Yeah, it's also a bit sloppy a bit of a kind of yeah going back to last season where um, one of their central vendors had a header from a corner and he was unmarked which mm. was ooh, was a bit close um, <laughs> and then they had a cross um, from the right and a scramble in the box and we managed to get away Yeah, so yeah they were really kind of peppering the box at this point 
Um, and then Toto did his, um, you know, he always does one every game. He came flying in and got a yellow. Um, so that was, yeah, it's, he's a bit of a concern that he does that. And he got oh. over yellow. Uh, maybe could have been worse. but Yeah, we got this free kick was saved, wasn't it, by Anderson, I think, in the end. So we got away with it, didn't we? Yeah. And yeah, it was a bit, yeah, a bit of a panicky end to this half. And I'd also say that Henderson didn't seem as calm as normal. Um, he was palming the ball away and mm. had to kind of like drop it and then run up and pick it up. Um, so yeah, that was a that yeah. was a yeah. That's how the half ended for Town. I can't remember if we talked about this after the last time we went away on international duty. In the first game back, he was a little bit shaky, wasn't he? I can't remember. I think it was that game. I might be wrong to be fair, so we'd have to go back and have a listen. But um, yeah, he, he he's been growing a little bit more. He's still brilliant, isn't he? You know, we can't be yeah. too harsh on him. But we talked about it at Doncaster. We talked about it at Walsall a little bit. Uh, so not Walsall, sorry. The game before that, I can't remember what it was now because McGiver at Walsall, wasn't it? But certainly at Doncaster, yeah. um, we talked about it. I think it was the home game before that where we were just kicking was a little bit off and he was sort of juggling the ball a bit more. So I don't, I don't know. It's you know he's gonna. We keep saying he's gonna make a bad mistake that costs a goal, but he hasn't quite done that yet. So uh, we'll let him get. We'll let him off with it for the moment. Yeah, definitely. I think that also means, um, you know, he, you know, if, I'm not saying I don't think he'd listen to our podcast, but no, if he does. Not at all. Um, he would probably be maybe a bit surprised and a bit harsh, but I think that's almost just because we put him in such high. We put him on such a pedestal. That's very true. We expect him to be perfect all the time. So yeah. I think it's um, yeah, it's, it's not we're saying we're a piece of bad player. No, he's just been so great for us. When we see these things, it stands out, doesn't it? Oh yeah, you I mean he has been one of the standouts for yeah. four or five players at the start of this season by by far. So um, absolutely no discredit to him. That's not even a word. But um, yeah, <laughs> it, you know we we have noticed a couple of sloppy things here and there. But it's because we didn't see any of those for like the first yeah. three or four games, and he was just rock bullet, bulletproof. But he's still playing for me better than say Lutwila was on a consistent basis week in week out. And you know I like Lutwila. We've talked about this many times. But you know his kicking's more consistent, his handling's more consistent, and his shot stopping's just as good. So you know it's still definitely a massive upgrade on what we had last season. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So yeah, in the second half um, we come out and Town are playing um, get towards the away fans. So that's always nice. Yeah, I always prefer that, don't you? Second half when you're away with a team playing towards Suck you. The ball in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we had um, so there was a, a long range effort from Plymouth um, with Henderson Palms away and they had to then scoop it up so it was another one of those examples mm. and then there was kind of like I'd say almost probably the best town a chance for town um, into the game so far so Gunnar crosses from the left after some tidy build up play with Bolton um, and, and Wally does like a glancing header and which calls a good save from the um, oh. from the keeper yeah. um, and then the resulting corner um it was another good one as well, and Plymouth had to scramble it away. So yeah. we came out a lot brighter second half. We had a succession of corners, didn't we, in the, in the yeah. second half as, as, it, as it progressed and we went on, and it was yeah, shame we couldn't really convert any of them, but um, it was nice to see us putting a bit of pressure on then in the second half, which maybe we hadn't quite done as much in the first half. So yeah, it was, it was nice to see a bit of bit better play there. Yeah, and I think this is... And then, and then they scored their goal, which... I think, yeah, almost to your comment earlier on, Glenn, we have been, you know, we have rode, rode our luck at times, but also yeah. we've been very clinical when we've been on top. And, you know, um, I can't, we still have to be, I'll have to credit this stat with um, um, Lewis Cox because we were unfair <laughs> to completely steal it, but we've only been behind for 29 minutes this season. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, um, so, and this is one of the moments when we did go behind again and we had to come back. So, against the run and play, Town's probably best spell going forward in the game. It was an absolute beauty of a strike and from Carey. What a good goal. There's a lot of people, I saw a lot of people on sort of Blue and Amber on Facebook and Twitter, you know, you can never be too harsh on him, but um, 
sort of pointing a few fingers before we got to the strike at, at Godfrey not quite getting to the man and as he ran forward because it sort of broke down in midfield and then he sort of jockeyed his man and seemed to just sort of run past Godfrey really. What did, did you see really much to complain at Godfrey about there? Yeah, I think I think there's an interesting comment in Paul per, um, Paul Hurst's post match that he mentioned about Carey and I think yeah he had too much space there, but it was a beautiful strike. Oh yeah, so Henderson. yeah, we could definitely close down. Henderson didn't have any chance to not do. chance, no, not a chance at all. It was. No. Uh, He'd have been doing well to have saved that. And then we would not have complained about his uh, fluffery moments during the game yeah. if he had saved that. But, um, yeah, I mean, great strike. And, just you know, there's been a couple of games now, where isn't there? And, and it almost takes that sort of special strike to beat us. So you look at Walsall last week, you know, all right, the keeper was a little bit off his line, but it was still a fantastic long-range strike, wasn't it? This week we've got one. I think it was another another one of the games which we got pulled back to 1-1 at one point for a really good strike. Um, so, you know, it's taking yeah, some special... Yeah, that was special... Doncaster, wasn't it? it was Doncaster, yes. Yeah, so it's three games in a row, isn't it, actually, when you think yeah. about it, where, you know, the strikes that have gone in have been real real long-rangers. So, um, yeah, I don't think you can... You know, we've had two, two, two different keepers during that time, and you can't really put it down to the goalkeepers, and you maybe you could put it down to closing down a little bit more. Yeah, field, I guess but... it is a bit of a theme there, isn't it, then, yeah. about closing down and, yeah, but, you know, stopping that, that block in front of... Um, yeah. In front of, in front of the Black Four. But still... Smashing, smashing them in from that range. <laughs> it's a bit unlucky, isn't it, to have had three of those be the last sort of three goals against us. So um, again, I'm not going to really, you know, if it happens another three or four games in a row, then maybe we'll have to start looking at yeah. how much the midfield are sitting down on those second balls that break from the defence. But um, yeah, for the moment, you've just got to say hands up, good strike, and then you know later on we obviously got one back ourselves, which we'll get to in a minute. So um, yeah, there we go. Unlucky. So we were losing, and uh, as you say, it was sort of the thirtieth minute of being behind this season. Then and it started to tick on but yeah town were resilient again weren't they yeah so it, it took us 20 minutes for us to um to get a goal yeah. um and at this point in the game Plymouth um, clearly just had one tactic and that was to sit <laughs> very 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 deep yeah give town you know they, they do this a lot anyway but give town like a lot of the ball and we had to be patient yeah. which yeah I'll come on to when we co- when we come on to Paul Hurst post-match but he wasn't particularly happy with our structure and our shape and that yeah, kind of made us less effective than we'd hoped to be, um, yeah. which I think obviously then then comes back to why there was a lot of yeah moans and groans from town fans, not too loudly, but in terms of just disappointed in terms of the performance. But we'll come on to that probably at the end. It's interesting, Sarah at Plymouth sitting deep and and give con- you know conceding possession, but it does also show how well we did in that first period of the season because you know how many games were we talking about the fact that all right we didn't have a ball in a lot of those games, maybe not as much at Wigan and Blackburn, but you know we were able to stay solid and and not you know concede some of those games. I know we did. Blackburn so you know it's nice that teams are doing it against us now and we're trying to be the ones that have got to figure it out and um, yeah it's quite interesting because I, I was reading about some of the Plymouth fans saying that they at one point I think it might have been later on could even have been after the goal I'm not too sure when this sub happened but um, that they took off one of their sort of more attacking players and put on a defender and so they really were just in it for for, yeah. for, for spoiling it basically and making it even harder for us to get back in it yeah they were really deep two banks of four and then yeah, yeah as you said they went for three central defenders at the back yep. which was a bit frustrating I think we I think this is something that if we are going to, you know, if we are going to have a promotion push, it's something that we're going to have to get a lot more um, savvy to. about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll come on to that in the end because Paul yeah. Hurst come on to, come oh, mentions okay. this. Um, but then, yeah, so we had the Mesa at deep. We have a few efforts overall. Wally has a long range effort. And then there's a few more opportunities. But, yeah, let's just kind of go to the goal. So our man, Nolan, um, picks up <laughs> a Wally in the number 10 area. Absolutely superb pass. And right through loads of players. Um, picks up Wally, who. Runs at the defence, puts the ball onto his right foot, and just pings it into the bottom yeah. corner. Um, and just the keeper had no chance to do. Didn't he hardly move? Did he? It was a bit like yeah. a bit like Henderson hardly moved at all. And 
yeah, he's got you know Wally's. That's the he's probably the one player in the whole team I think who's got that finish in him. If you think about it, he's done it yeah. so many times now in different areas of the pitch and different situations of games. Last minute, you know, ten minutes to go, whatever what it was in this game, he's he's really got that in his locker and. Um, it's incredibly useful when we're sort of behind in games to know that he's a, he's a good outlet to at least get a shot on target and, and test the keeper or even just smash it past the keeper. So, great finish. Yeah, he did really well in that number 10, sort of held the ball up and turned really nicely, pushed it on. And, yeah, you're right about the pass from Nolan. Class, wasn't it? It was just... Um, yeah. Threaded, threaded. He just sort of stood on the ball, like completely stopped before he played it, and I just thought you could just see his mind ticking over there, taking all the options in, bang, find the right pass, and then away we go. So, yeah, great finish and, and fantastic to get back in it again straight away. That that resiliency and um, yeah, just just you couldn't really complain then because you you just were then hoping we didn't lose, we can't lose to this lot, we can't lose no. to this lot. So to me, it was a huge relief, even if we only ended up drawing. I know there was time to go, but um, yeah, massive relief. Yeah, and there was only one team in it then. Yep. Um, their keeper started with wasting. They're doing all the kind of yeah tactics of yeah keeper wasting time. Um, <laughs> we had a load of corners, um, and then I'd say the pick of the chances that we had the, the end of the game was um, Wally had another glancing header. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit odd for Wally to have two chances of his head. <laughs> um, and then Brown started to come a bit more into the game, made a good cross, um, and the shop couldn't get the ball to the back of the net and it had to scramble it away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was chances to get to kind of get the winner at the end. Yeah, we certainly were trying to win the game a lot more than Plymouth were. But I would say, on reflection, I don't know. With the town fans that went um, were saying that you know they weren't very happy with the performance in terms of you know the results and everything, and a lot of town fans you know disappointed just from looking at the league table. But mm. a point away from home, not playing as well as you'd hoped, not too bad. Yeah, I mean you take out the context of where they are in the league, you know that bad run would have to come to an end at some point. That's still. They're probably it's the longest journey this season, I would imagine. I can't think we've got a longer one. It's a horrible one. I know they went and stayed down the night before, so yeah. you know that can be a benefit, but it also can be a little bit unsettling when it comes to a run like we're in. I don't know if we've stayed over before. We might well have done, but you know, at the end of the day, we had more of the ball and we had more shots than them. So yeah, you we know, did. I personally, it looks like on 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 pure stat basis that we would have shaded it. I'm sure that's maybe not what it felt like at the day, but um, yeah, there we go. I mean, we've got a terrible record at Plymouth, so my overall view of it was. You know, we we got knocked off top by Wigan, but I, I was still quite happy with the point. It still keeps us in the mix. It still means the unbeaten runs going, which, to be honest with you, is such an important thing to us now. It's I think it's just so fantastic to be unbeaten. I just want it to keep going, and if it takes a draw, it takes a draw, I suppose. But um, yeah, I wasn't too worried about it, Ollie. No, no, no I'm not going to get. I don't think anyone is going to get too worried. No, not really. I think it would think be a bit harsh on us and the team to worry. <laughs> After drawing away at Plymouth, but exactly. I guess it just shows that slowly the expectations in the team are rising. Um, so yeah, yeah, as you said there, the, the possession stats for the end of the game. So yeah, we had fifty four percent possession and eleven shots yeah, to wow. their forty six um, and to their seven shots, um, yeah. and they had quite a lot from long range as well. So yeah, it's interesting because I don't know if we'll talk about it now or later on. But their manager didn't see the game that way, did he? No, no. So yeah, what? So what did the Plymouth manager have to say before we kind of take Paul Hurst's um, kind of view of it? It was strange. So if you'd have read the Plymouth manager's comments, um, he was basically of the view that they'd shaded it um, and that they'd had all the better chances and that you know we hadn't really tested them and the, the only reason they hadn't won is that they weren't clinical enough in front of goal and yeah you know it, it was the sort of thing you see from opposition managers and I don't think it was one of those ones of sour grapes to be perfectly honest with, where we've sort of seen the sorts of things that um, particularly like the Blackburn manager had to say where it felt like sour grapes yeah, I think it was um, the sort of thing that we're on a bad run and, and, and that's a first step for them into getting themselves in, back into some sort of form that's going to get them going up the right end of the table so 
just felt to me like it was building his lads up. But um, yeah, the, the most noticeable thing is if, if you look at the game and, and you look at the, the possession stats and stuff, it looks like we've shaded it, but he basically said that he thought they shaded it. So it's interesting that you know you can have two different views, but you can understand it from the manager's point of view, I suppose, can't you? Yeah, no, definitely. Which is a bit of different to what um, Paul Hurst had to say. Not completely. Yeah. Paul Hurst wasn't saying you know, we should have won 10-0 or anything. Um, he was a bit worried at one point. He thought that um, you know they were going to make the headlines when they went ahead, and obviously it took us a while <laughs> to get back in. Yeah. Um, but, however, he's delighted we got something, and he said... Um, that yeah, he's obviously pleased with the fans as well because obviously it's a long journey uh, for the fans yeah, and for the yeah. players. So it was nice to make the give the fans something to cheer. Um, Wally said some in the comments as well, um, and he was pleased. Yeah, they were going back with a point because it's a yeah. long way home. So it gives them plenty to think about. But yeah, it was um, it was interesting from person. His his perspective was you know there was not too many scares. I mean he said that they didn't want to lose it, um, and they went to a back three. So you know you put those those few points into context of the manager what the opposition manager was saying mm. doesn't doesn't quite add up, does it? No, there you go. About I said you can understand where the opposition manager is coming from. So. You know, he's got to try and build his team up, hasn't he? So it's, yeah. it was quite interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of nice to hear what the manager had to say. We've obviously yeah, got a few other bits and pieces from fans this week, haven't we? Um, you've got the three-word three match reports, and I've had a yeah. look at Blue and Amber and thought there was something interesting we could read out of there. So, yeah, do you want to just do the three-word match reports on, on the Plymouth game? Yeah, yeah, sure. Just before I do, I just want to make one comment about what Paul Hurst said about um, oh, the shape. So, um, yeah, so he, he was really frustrated that um, we didn't keep our structure and our shape. And that's one of the things that frustrated him. You know, when they're sitting back, he wants the wingers to stay wide and really stretch the opposition. Now, Wally did get his goal from drifting in what out wide, but he said there's yeah. a few moments and he picked on a moment when often Bolton would get the ball on the right back position, pushing forward, and Wally had drifted in so much that it wasn't an option for him. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see what they work on, um, you know, on the training ground. I'm sure that's something that we hopefully we should see an improvement of. If, you know, if teams are gonna be defensive against us, we we need to keep we need to keep that 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 width. Yeah, well, it's it's very true that Ollie. And one of the other things we should say when talking about shape and width is Hurst deserves some credit for changing our shape as well because he went and put um, Morris on up front with Payne, which is something yeah, I've been saying did. I want to see for a while. And so you know we didn't just try and break it down the same old same old way we were set up. We actually changed our shape. And you know again from from the things that I read, that was one of the reasons why we we did start to dominate the latter periods of the game because we'd certainly got on the front foot playing two up front with with two wingers still. So. Yeah, some credit to Hurst there, really, for changing yeah. the shape. And, and we've we've been a bit like, why doesn't he make subs? Why doesn't he make subs? But now he's making subs earlier to freshen things up, and he's also changing the shape to, you know, keep us keep our winning run going. So fair credit to him. Yeah, well, actually, we had a question um, in from Cal um, on oh, Twitter, um, and he was and he asked the question. And I'll, I'll give it to you, Glenn. Let you let you answer it. And <laughs> you know, he says, should should Paul Hurst try Morris and Payne up front in a four four two? Yeah. Or maybe stick with the four three three we've used and have Payne on there. So I don't know. What was your thought? Would you would you like to maybe see us go with Payne and Morris up front against Bristol Rovers on Tuesday night? Yeah, I said that last week, didn't I? I mean, it it all depends to me on on, on what we think is going to be coming our way. If we know a team are going to play five at the back against us, for example, and, and we've got that sort of scouting, and it's, it's and going to happen sit more. deep and whatever. Yeah, or they're going to sit deep, and, and you'll get that scouting, and it'll happen more as the season goes on, where you've got teams who are down the bottom, like we were, and who were just desperate not to lose, and you'll know that they're going to come to shoot with a defensive attitude. If we know that's going to happen, I say, for all for all intents and purposes, yeah, play a 4-4-2, put, push Wally and, and, and Rodman up on the wings, or Ganura if he's playing, and yeah, play Payne and Morris up front, because I do, do think they've got a good link-up together, so... Yeah, I, I would say go for it. However, I wouldn't go for it. F- you know, I think it is a match-by-match match basis. You know, there's going to be yeah. teams we're playing away from home who, who 
are going to be the sort of bigger team or, or still going to be favourites even though we're doing well. And I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to really go guns blazing in those games yet. I think that you know we should still be thinking a point away at Wigan, Blackburn, you know even teams like Doncaster. I you know that's still a good result to us despite what everyone might think where, where we are in the league. So yeah, it's a match by match basis, but I think it'll be exciting to watch that happen. And, and at the end of this game, it sounded like it was. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. It's interesting. So yeah, be interesting to see what happens um, yeah. in the Tuesday night selection. But um, yeah, mm. going back to those three word match reports. Um, so and Chris. Christine Davis says we kept on going. Um, Paul Davis says we're still going up, so still some very confident fans out there. Uh, our friend of the pod, Aid Plymouth, said it was a good point. Um, and Sharon Davis was uh, yeah, quite critical of Plymouth, saying they parked the bus. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's quite interesting views there. I bet it was still more interesting than Man United Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> 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 that game was awful at the weekend. Yeah. Um, that was the ultimate... Ultimate park the bus, wasn't it? So I don't yeah. know if Plymouth were that good at it. But um, yeah, it was good to hear. I mean, they sort of reflect what we've already said, doesn't it? I mean, I was just cruising Blue and Amber Rob, before we did the uh, podcast um, this this evening, Ollie, and uh, I read a couple of things from some fans who were actually at the game there. So I uh, thought it was probably worth, you know, we like to give you know the fans' viewpoint, don't we? And, and sometimes yeah. we get guests on or we'll read our little three-word match reports out. Sometimes people write something that's quite you know interesting and, and gives a, a, a sort of view of it. So um, yeah, there's someone called Shrews Wolf on Blue and Amber. If you're listening to the podcast... I don't know what your name is, so apologies. Um, but he put, yeah, we dominated possession for large spells today against a team who put 11 men in their own half at times. Yeah, sure, we were ponderous and even a little frustrating, but we rallied once we were behind and we scored a wonderful strike and we more than deserved our point. I think we could have won it in the end, to be honest with you, but their manager is claiming to have outplayed us and that's just ludicrous. Um, I know we should be beating the teams who are bottom of the league, but Peterborough shouldn't lose to Gillingham, Bradford to Brookbury or Blackburn to Oldham, and they all did this weekend. Once again, we remain unbeaten without being at our best, and we take a point from a losing position and move into two home games. Wally was excellent in the second half after a dreadful first 45. Centre-halves were good. A go-go was his usual self. A bit more nerves against the defensive opposition and will continue to do all right. So I thought... I thought it was a fantastic summary of the game. Yeah, it's a nice summary. And it kind of links with what the other fans are saying, what Paul is saying, yeah, and what we saw in the game. So, no, yeah. no it's good. It's good, it's good, good to hear. It'd be so. interesting to know what his name was, unless he keeps himself as yeah, he keeps himself as a secret, um, a secret if squirrel. If he's on Twitter or he listens to podcasts, I'm sure he might put something on Blue and Amber. But, um, yeah, I think we might want to, might want to do that now, because I always read it before we do the podcast, and it's nice to sort of sum it up in th- more than three words. And if we're going to do it that way, let's let some of the other fans do it. Yeah, definitely. To give those other views, so we'll see if we can keep doing that from now on. So, uh, yeah, there we go. So everyone started heading back up the M5, um, back to Shropshire with a bit of a smile on their face, and we did drop down a position, didn't we, Ollie? But we as, did, yeah. As, as that last comment just said, a lot of the other results went pretty well for us, didn't they? Yeah. So we still got a five-point gap on Bradford, didn't they? Because they lost three-one yep. um, away at Berry, which is an important um, um, win for Berry. That takes them out of the relegation zone. But yeah, there's a few other interesting results around around the table. So Northampton lost against AS Wilmington at home, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't have gone down very well. And then um, the big team, so two um, Premier League teams, Oldham and Blackburn. <laughs> um, um, so Oldham won that one, one nil. So at least your um, boss will be happy on Monday morning. Yeah, I sh- I can, uh, yeah, I shall, uh, I shall be chatting about it because he'll be dead chuffed with that. It's funny because there's a there's a League One banter page on Facebook, isn't there? I don't yeah, know there is. I was member of it for a little bit, and they they had a thread in it about that game, and it was like. 500 comments on it so there's quite there's a massive rivalry obviously between yeah. um, Oldham and Blackburn that I probably wasn't quite as aware of as, as, as actually is the case but um, yeah Oldham fans must be crowing about that because that, that's the sort of one they would have wanted to win all season I think so yeah fair play to them so that was that, yeah, and that that was that, and now we run into two home games, and yeah, hopefully get back to winning ways. Yep, definitely. So, yeah, so um, yeah, so um, let's look in ahead. Um, mm. So, what's happening on Monday night, Glenn? Yeah, it's time for the FA Cup, isn't it? Exciting yeah. times ahead, and um, yeah, we were just talking about it before we started, weren't we? Having a look yeah. at the sorts of things that. Uh, 
could be happening to us because we obviously we come in in, in round three, don't we? Um, we yep. are ball number forty-one. If in case anyone's interested, and there are a heck of a lot of teams in there we can draw. Obviously, we can draw all the league teams um, yeah, up to our that'd level be now. Um, and I would rather avoid all of those. You want to yeah. you want to play a non-league team now. One team in there that stood out to me, Ollie, is Telford. Well, AFC Telford, I should say, yep. rather than Telford United, which would be a, an interesting little game. I wonder if that would get on TV. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, so wouldn't yeah. mind that one. Any others would like kind of got you excited? I don't know. I, I just like all the small teams that's still in it now. So there's Leatherhead who are still in it. They're obviously yep. quite a long down the way. Sutton United are still in it, and obviously after their heroics last year, that was yep. um, that might be a good one. Truro. The first Cornish club to reach the first round of the FA Cup since 1969. There's a stat for you from BBC. So that would um, be good one. That would be good, apart from the fact that if we drew them away, it's even further that than Plymouth, rubbish. I think. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Billericay Town, who have got that um, multi-millionaire, multi-millionaire owner. Um, yeah. And they're throwing money at everything, aren't they? So they might be a tricky team to play. And obviously, Hereford United. Well, they are now just Hereford. Hereford, yeah. Hereford FC, aren't they? So yeah, that would, I think Hereford would be quite a nice draw as well. I think there'd be yeah. a lot of Graham Turner stuff that could be involved in that. And again... TV might be a little bit interested because they love they love Hereford, don't they, in the FA Cup? So, yeah. yeah, I imagine there's quite a few out there that would be be quite interesting. I think so. We'll have to see, won't we? It's all exciting. We'll see where we're off to. I'd like to go somewhere I've never been before. That's yeah, what I think. yeah, that's good. Yeah, so my kind of selection of that would um, Boreham Wood would be a good one. Oh yeah, and there's a, a um, someone at work, um, um, someone used to work in my team called Monique Monique Jeffers, and her cousin plays for um, for Boreham Wood. Um, he right. scored 27 goals last season for them. Um, he was at Her- was was at Yeovil and has dropped down the level. Um, oh, and right. he scored again on the weekend. So he's I'm sure Paul Hurst has got tabs on him. So it'd be interesting to see <laughs> if we've got him. And then yeah, Telford would be good. But um, and even maybe like Forest Green Rovers away that'd be interesting. Yeah. Though yeah. no meat pies for you, Glenn. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just hope we don't get someone rubbish like Warsaw away or <laughs> Swindon, Swindon or. I don't know, just a League One team would be a bit rubbish, wouldn't it? I was about to say, Walsall would be the ultimately bad one, wouldn't it? After yeah. drawing them quite a few times and the record we have there and, and yeah, just the way it goes. I think that would probably be the worst. There's obviously still some good trips there, isn't there? But um, an extra trip to Blackpool, who knows? But yeah, well, that's how it goes. We'll go on Monday. We'll report back next week who we've got and uh, whether we're planning to go or not. Um, if it's a decent draw, I, sh- I should certainly be trying to get involved. But uh, yeah, there we go. We- we'll have something to look forward to on Monday night, won't we? So... Yeah, everyone loves the draw, don't they? I shall be live-tweeting it as usual. So, yeah, there we go. So, that's the FA Cup. I suppose looking even forward not quite as far, obviously, is Tuesday... Well, just a day later, actually, thinking about it, is the game on Tuesday night, isn't it? So, um, we'll do a prediction for Fleetwood, which is this Saturday following. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts about these next two home games, Ollie? I'm a bit worried about Tuesday. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Why? But Bristol Rovers last year absolutely bossed us. So, mm. it was. Um, I went to that. It was a really nice sunny day in Bristol. Um, and they were brilliant. Um, absolutely brilliant um, okay they didn't do so well on the weekend yeah and they lost Oxford apparently there was some arrests and a woman hit a horse <laughs> what yeah a woman hit a horse oh my um, god and there was some arrest and there was like yeah some trouble outside of a uh, um, so hopefully there's no no. hopefully the horses of, of, of Mercia will be safe um, and she won't be travelling um, but yeah I'm a little bit worried about Tuesday night just because mm. Bristol Rivers are a good team and there's a guy at work um Clive, who works um, with me at Vitties, and he's um, he's a big um, Bristol Rovers fan. Yeah, obviously their their season's been a bit funny, isn't it? They won six 0 they lose, they, and so they're a bit inconsistent. So that's a bit of a challenge. I mean, what's your thoughts on Tuesday night? They're inconsistent. Aren't they? That's the good yeah. thing to look at. And also, I think if I was wanting these games, one at home on a Tuesday and one at home on a Saturday, I'd have it this way round because Bristol Rovers would have probably brought quite a lot of fans on the Saturday, whereas they obviously won't bring quite. He as many still on thinks it. that they'll bring over five hundred on a Tuesday night. Sure. 
If they do, that's a great effort. Yeah. Let's be perfectly honest about it. I doubt they will. But it is their little Weetabix thing, isn't it? That yeah, they do. Yeah, he mentioned that as well. Whereas Fleetwood won't bring any on Saturday. So it doesn't no. really matter, does it? Um, so yeah, so at least we can kind of maybe keep it that sort of vociferous home support being the sort of thing that carries the team through. But am I worried? I'm worried about any game, I suppose, that we could potentially lose. But I, I, you know, if I'm predicting the Bristol game, I think we'll win. And then strangely, I think on Saturday, I'm actually going to go for a 1-1 draw because... Oh, okay. our record I think we've got mental scars we've got Fleetwood mental scars from last season and they might not have fully kicked them yet so um, I think we might end up getting four points this week um, but three three the first game one the second game so I'll go 1-1 for Saturday what about you Ollie? Oh, I, I'm less worried about Saturday than I am Tuesday oh, right. uh, so I I don't know. Even if I'm, I, I think even if the worst happens, I think we will still win on Saturday. So I think mm. we would come back. Okay. Um. Yeah. I just Fleetwood are just yeah Fleetwood aren't they? So I'm really hoping we can put that one to the sword. And obviously, there's a little bit of um, how to say we owe them one for last season. Um, Definitely we played them too many times. Four times. So, yeah. So they, they're on a they're on not too bad. They're on a bit of an indifferent run again. So yeah, um, they drew a Rochdale. The they lost to um, Plymouth. Sorry, they beat Plymouth away. Um, on the seventh of October, mm. um, and then they they beat lost to Charlton three one. So yeah, they, we're not sure what's going to happen, but I'm going to go for a two one win. So you're going for a draw, I'm going for a two one win. Yeah, there we go. We've gone different this week because we both went for us to win. Should just say last week, and neither of us got a point. So we'll do an update on the points in, in next week's episode, won't we? But um, it's still fairly close. Yeah, we haven't updated that table for a while. No, we, well, we won't. <laughs> we need to get on, don't we? Yeah. There we go. We've had lots to do. Um, but yes, yeah, so oh, there we go. It looks positive anyway. But you know, if we take four points this week. I, t- I think everyone will be perfectly happy with that, and could even put us back top. To be perfectly honest, so um, yeah, have to look, we'll have to have a look at Wigan have got this week, whether they've got any of the other promotion rivals, because that would help us out a little yeah. bit, wouldn't it? So yeah, fingers crossed. Who knows? But um, yeah, there we go. I suppose yeah. that was a only one game to cover this week. So a nice. We've, we'll try to whip through it as soon as possible, really, because we'll have a lot to talk about on Saturday, next Sunday, won't we? And yeah, two we games will. to cover and talking about us going back top and six points that we've got. So yeah, it might be another hour again next week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe we can get a guest on as well. I don't know if you brought us free. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, yeah, as always, please yeah, appreciate feedback. Um, and yeah, follow us on Twitter um, and follow Glenn as well on yeah the Blue and Amber fanzine. So between us, we always cover most of the things and things we find on the internet. We normally find out, don't we, and retweet on both accounts. Yeah. It's good. It's a good place to, especially if you're not at the match and you, you might be watching it on iFollow. And you know, we get a lot of people sort of interacting on there, don't we? Talking about the yeah. match and what's going on. And you know, we're generally at most games, which is good. So um, I normally putting up videos of what's happening. And I know you've been doing the same. So yeah, trying to get that fan feeling out there through the podcast and through Twitter and through Facebook and wherever we can kind of. But I put our grubby mitts at the moment, Ollie. Really, <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah. So yes, cheers to listening, everyone, and we shall uh, catch you next Sunday. Oh!